sometimes we don't realize how bad we are until we feel good. Mm. And I think I was potentially one of those people that, because I didn't come looking to you because I was so desperate with how bad I felt, but it wasn't until I actually got on the nutrition and did that, that I realized how bad I actually was. You get, you go through life and you get told, well, I grew up with my endometriosis. Like I said at the beginning, my mum just said to me, oh, well, you know, you take after me and that's my lot and now that's yours. So you kind of just accept that that's the norm. And now I've found a different norm that's so much better. And I, I, I could never go back to what it was. Welcome to the Win at Life podcast a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love. I'm Katie Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm sitting down with 45-year-old full-time working mother of two and Win at Life client, Lou Driver. Lou has been in our Win at Life program for about 18 months. Lou has suffered for a long time with endometriosis, as well as chronic thrush and other low metabolism symptoms. She initially joined the program to learn how to lift and change her body composition, but quickly realized that she had some work to do on her health and hormonal issues. In this podcast episode, we chat about Lou's health history with endometriosis, how she is no longer suffering from endometriosis symptoms, what Lou used to eat prior to joining the program what she eats now and how many calories she eats daily, how Lou has finally got rid of her chronic thrush, why the process isn't linear and how it continues to improve with time plus consistency, Lou's setbacks and the hurdles she's faced, as well as her top three pieces of advice for women suffering from similar issues, how she is training to put on lean muscle and lose body fat and much more. As always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. Let's spread the word and free other women from restrictive diets. Hi, Lou. Uh, welcome to the show. Lou's been in our Win at Life program for about 18 months now. She's married. Uh, are you married? Remarried? Remarried. No, uh, just no we're not. When, yeah, separated yeah. and then new partner. And then new partner. Her partner's got two kids. She's got two kids. So the yeah. two kids live with her. Um, you work full-time, hey? I do in yeah, a management yeah. role, so it's quite a quite a busy job. Yeah, so I think a lot of women you're like, oh, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. But so many of the women in our program have kids and work full time. I my hat goes off to you, bums. I think you're amazing. Um, and she has suffered for a long time with endometriosis, and you know you had the thrush thrush, thrush issues. But it's interesting that you didn't even come to the program for that. But then once you started eating this way, you know, a lot of your issues started to improve. But anyway, let's talk about your history and your health history in the endometriosis. Yeah. So that, um, when I, when I look back, that actually started from the moment I started menstruating. I remember, um, my first period was, it went for 16 days and, um, I remember having to wear a pad and a tampon to school and walk like a cowboy to the toilets at morning recess time because if you squeeze too hard, it was running down your legs. So that was my introduction to the world of being a woman. (laughs) And my mum had suffered from uh, heavy periods and and didn't realise at the time what it was um, for many years and she just kind of went, oh, well, you know, you've got what I've got. So I just continued on. Um, and it wasn't until I was, uh, you know, married and looking at having children and I had a lot of pain and um, particularly pain in intercourse, which was causing a lot of problems, that I was then diagnosed with endometriosis. 
So wow. I think I had um, five laparoscopies in, in really? my spine. Yeah, five. Um, a lot of the time it was to burn it off. Then they tried cutting it. The last one, they cut that deep. It went right through the wall of my vagina into my abdomen and they had to stitch it all back up. So, yeah, it was pretty pretty radical to cut the scarring out. Um, crazy, and yeah, and I had to have help to have my first baby and everything. But, um, yeah, so many years of just ex- kind of going, oh, well, this is what it is. Tried a lot of hormone therapy, but that just, yeah, the the side effects of the hormone therapy were almost as bad as the endometriosis, that what's the point of poisoning your system. So I came off of that. And, um, yeah, so many years of that. And I ended up most recently with an ablation. So When did you do that? um that was probably about um 12 18 months ago so that helped oh probably no sorry 18 18 months two years ago so just, so just before, before you joined the program oh, yeah. isn't it a shame that you didn't um join the program yeah. like a bit earlier but the interesting thing was is I did have the ablation because my endometrium oh, it calmed down a little bit when I had kids and they say it does but it started to come back again and that's how I ended up with the ablation so though I wasn't bleeding I still had all the the mood swings and the acne and the back aches and the severe bloating so everything that still went with the endometriosis I just didn't bleed heavily with it because mm, obviously it doesn't coming fix into it. the program cleared it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. um and talk about how you used to eat then because I guess now looking back you think now knowing what you know it probably makes so much sense so coming into this program, I heard a lot about people who restrict and crazy diets and I was thinking, oh, wow, that's, you know, that's not me. I never had to lose weight or anything like that. But now I look back and when I understood the principles of the program and eating the repeat way and all that sort of stuff, um, yeah, I tried to choose the healthy option all the time. So nuts and lots of broccoli and all that sort of stuff yeah just choosing the healthy options and yes I like to go to the gym and all that so you know protein shakes made their way in there at points in Mm. in my time in life so though I wasn't a big crash diet or a restrictor or anything like that um, I still had those habits of all those foods that don't support our systems you know what too I find with a lot of women like the ones, you know, there's obviously the ones like me that really purposely restricted, but a lot of women I think restricted unintentionally. So like you, you know, like eat, knowing what you know now and the amount of food that you eat now, even though you weren't intentionally restricting, you were probably under eating. And like you say, under eating all of these foods that, um, you know, are hard to digest, high yeah. in pufas, you know, that suppress thyroid function. When you compare what was on my plate, if you mm. someone who didn't know anything about calories, what I eat now and what I used to eat, you'd probably go, oh, yeah, you eat about the same. But when you actually add the calories up because it was all salads and veggies that have got yeah. no calories to support you, no energy to support you, yes, I probably yeah. was under eating. But in your mind, I used to think, oh, no, I eat heaps. I eat yeah. heaps all the time. But I actually didn't eat heaps of calories, which is a very different to eating volume. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, because a lot of women will put it, you know, when they join our program, we get them to track initially and they'll put it in and they'll look at it and they're like, oh my God, this is just so little food. And I used to do the same thing because you're trying to like be healthy and fill up and eat all these healthy foods. But like you say, there's no energy in them and they don't, you know, you wouldn't have been getting enough vitamin A, probably not a lot of vitamin C. Um, Did you also um, eat much dairy back then? 
Um, yeah, I didn't have any major issues with particular, mm. well, didn't think I had major issues with food. Um, I did know that bread and pasta did make me feel quite bloated, but other mm. than that, there were no major foods that I had mm. a problem with. But interestingly enough, and we were just having that chat before about vitamin K, mm. now all these uh, broccolis and all that sort of stuff are meant to be all full of vitamin K, but we also took about um, the bioavailability of vitamins. Also, too, the K1 as well, like K2 yep. is found in animal, uh, like liver. Yeah. And I had big problems with bruising and I just mm. don't get it anymore. Isn't it crazy? It's, it sounded like it really affected your life. Like you sound like you had it pretty severely. Yeah, and you don't you don't realise how severe until you actually get into it. And, and like mm. I say, I stumbled across your program for for more the um, the lifting side of things and the exercise program sort of things. But once I got in and I started seeing all those benefits, I actually realised how much it did affect me and how good I feel now that, yeah, you, you just don't know what you don't know. And what other, so you talked about some of the symptoms that you had with the endo. So like, you know, the painful periods and the acne and the back pain. Did yep. you have any other sort of symptoms? Like you talked about the thrush. Yeah, um, mood swings, yeah, mm. severe mood swings. Um, those three o'clock slumps, we would just come home and in the afternoon and need to have a nap, you know, you're having your mm. afternoon coffee at work and you're trying to hide under the table to have a nap with it. But um, so, yeah, that was a big one for me. My, my energy levels um, have been a huge change for me, just that, yes, okay, I could always get up in the morning, but as the day went on, uh, that three o'clock sump was huge for me and now I've leveled my foods out and I've got the energy to make my way through the day and you know I'm a I initially was a single mum for a while there with with two children and trying and I went back into management work because I was now a single mum so going into a management job that's long hours and children um, I'm lucky, very lucky I have a partner now but he also came with another two children so at one stage in my life <laughs> There were six of us in our family. Um, so having the energy to keep doing what you want to do was really, really important to me. And that that there's been a massive shift in that. So what can you talk about then the changes you've made to your diet? You know, you went from eating nuts and seeds and broccoli and all Yeah, I don't eat stuff. any of that anymore. <laughs> None of that. <laughs> what are you eating now? So my day would consist of um, in the mornings I have a fruit shake, like a mango shake. Um, mm. I actually make a milk-based one because I like to get my protein in there. Uh, I'll have a milky coffee with it. I use my uh, collagen in it. Uh, honey, my honey, I have about 40 grams of honey in my shake, a pinch of salt in there. That's breakfast. Interestingly enough, I did a comparison with some people at work who come back after their new year's resolution and i said can you just tell me because they were talking about being so tired and hungry and wanting food and i plugged in what they'd eaten so far in the day and we were at afternoon tea time and i plugged it into my uh my uh, map tracking program and i pretty much had consumed at breakfast what they had eaten all day no in calories yeah and I'm like, and when I tell people what I eat, they're just like, are you kidding? I walk into work and I've got handfuls of containers that I'm loading into the fridge for my food. And they're like, are you going to eat all of that? Yep, every day. And I've got to go home and eat more. So, yeah, shakes in the morning. Um, then I have something like fudge and coffee at morning tea. 
Lunch for me is usually leftovers of the night before, so a protein source and a um, carb source, and then with my protein source comes some sort of fat, and if I'm not having meat as my protein source, it's normally eggs, or if I'm having uh, fish, I might put some uh, cheese with it to add some fat to it. Uh, afternoon tea, again, will be another another big milky coffee and fruit that I have my dinner, which is pretty much the, similar to my uh, lunch. Um, then I'll have something like stewed apples and condensed milk at night dessert. <laughs> and then I have a chocolate milk to go to bed. Yum. Yeah, huge amounts of food. Sounds amazing. Yeah, and good food, really, really good food. Who else eats fudge? Oh, I know. <laughs> what about liver? Liver? Do you have liver and oysters? and? Yes, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah I, well, I do my liver as more like a... I view my liver as a supplement. Yes, So yes. I just uh, chop, freeze it, chop it up raw and swallow it down and that's in the morning at shake time. So, I, you know, just a glass of water and throw it back. Oh, good work. Carrot salad. Do the carrot salad mushrooms. Yeah, carrot yeah. salad. That's yeah. Oh, sorry, I have that with my morning tea around my fudge time as well. I usually have that about 20 minutes before I before I have my fudge. So I've got my carrot salad with my coconut oil and, and vinegar. Um, oysters, oysters I work into my meal plan and it's usually uh, one of my lunches on the weekend. Mm, yeah, wow. Isn't it? And how many calories are you eating now? Uh, I'm on about 2,400 now. Isn't it amazing to think about what you came from to what, imagine going back. Oh, I think I would have only been on about 16, 1700 calories. Like I said, I wasn't a massive restrictor. So I had, did have volumes on my plate, but that was still only 16, 1700 calories. That's another two meals added to my day crazy okay can you talk about then you know what are what are what are what are the improvements that you've seen around your cycle and all those symptoms yeah so um biggest thing is is those endometriosis things have gone so those back pains um very heavy sore boobs um i used to get pains so when you have your period, it cramps across your stomach, but it it used to radiate down my thighs. And even though I wasn't bleeding, I would still get that radiation down into my thighs. So that's all gone. Um, mood swings, I, you know, um, over time that just reduced and I'm really good with my mood swings now. Um, skin heaps better, that the acne breakouts that I used to get. So that's, you know, that's all all gone. Um, and apart from the endometriosis ones would be the, the thrush I suffered for seven or eight years um, with chronic thrush that no one could work out why um, and had been treated so often with the normal diflucan and all that sort of stuff. I actually became resistant to it. Um, and I live in Queensland, in a, in a town in Queensland, and I actually ended up flying to Sydney to find someone to help me uh, after years. Um, had a very big impact on my marriage at the time. Um, they ended up just putting me on a different drug, which, yes, it, it helped, um, but I was taking a drug that caused me to need um, liver function tests every quarter because it's – and they actually only give it normally to um, – cancer and aid patients for fun to, to combat fungus when their immune system's so low. Um, but because I wasn't a cancer and AIDS patient, I didn't get the subsidy. So I was $180 a month on medication just to control it. And there was still, it was always still kind of touch and go, the slightest little thing, like a little bit of stress would set it off. Or, um, you know, if you're 
you were eating a bit more junk food than normal, you'd still get a break up out and then you were doubling it. And I got to the point where I was doubling that medication at certain times. The thing I noticed about it that doctors could never understand and they kind of were a bit, oh, yeah, okay, whatever, and didn't ever take it seriously. Once I got it kind of under control, I could see a distinct pattern to when it would break out and it was literally ovulate, next day, thrush, every single month and no one could ever tell me why and I just got told I'd be like that till at least menopause. Um, now, I think, so I've been in the pro paid program for about 18 months now eating this way and I reckon I've gone the last six months, no medication, no outbreaks and even in that, I took um, some pretty heavy-duty antibiotics, actually got a, an infection that they had to hit quite hard. So I was taking a very strong antibiotic. They started me off in a double dose and then I was taking four times a day. Um, all what I did was up my carbs. So I gave myself an extra big glass of orange juice um, with some collagen just to make sure that my carbs were there to support anything that might be going on. Um, and I never even got an outbreak. So to me, that's testimony in itself that it works because nothing else worked. Isn't it amazing like when you actually fix the body, fix the system, you know, yeah. like, yeah, instead of just treating that specific issue that everything yeah. gets better. Yeah, and it was definitely hormone triggered mm. and yet just couldn't tell me why. And all I did was eat right. And it took, look, it took time. It of definitely course. took time. Um, well, how old it, are you? How old are you? Well, I'll be 45 next week. Yeah, so you think you've done, you did what you did for like so many women do what they've done for 20, 30 years. Yeah, yeah. So it did take time. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, and another thing I'll say is, is, like I hear you say it so often, Kitty, the, pro the process is not linear and it wasn't with healing either. So it would start to get better and then all of a sudden it would break out again. Then it would start to get better and I'd be like, but what I noticed was each time I got an outbreak, the gap in between was getting longer and longer. But in the beginning you kind of go, oh, is this really working? I thought it was. Is it? Mm. But I reflect back now, okay, it's not a linear process and, yes, it does take time, but six mm. months I've been free of it. How good's that? Yeah. It's you're, that, you're, that you're really good though. You're really consistent. You know, you've always been really, you know, you take ownership and you've, you've, you're a really good client. <laughs> yeah. You, you, look, you know, I haven't, I, I haven't been perfect. Of course, I, no one's I, perfect. And yeah. I've fallen apart. But at the end of the day, have your moment, feel sorry for yourself, point your fingers everywhere, and then you've got to go, righto, enough, pick yourself up. Mm. What have I done wrong? What do I need to do? And just get back on track again. There's, there's no point wallowing in it. Aren't you glad you persisted? Like look yeah, at all your I hard am. work's paying off now? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I am. And and I'm, I'm, I'm really at a, I feel like I'm actually at a really big turning point. Like my, my health is, you know, my temps, my pulses, yeah. um, all those symptoms have disappeared. I'm feeling really strong in my energy. And from that, all of a sudden I'm starting to see in my training is starting to pick up. My intensity is picking up and I've got, I'm getting strong all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. So, it's, yeah, that progression of getting better and now my body can support that. So I'm starting to see a lot more changes again. It's like a different part of the process now, which is quite exciting. Well, it's a real testament to you, you know, because 
I think, and really, again, it's like this, not this, like everyone goes through the same process because it really does depend. Like you had really severe hormonal issues when you started the program. So you obviously yeah. had to do a lot of work Yeah. for when I say long period of time, like 18 months really isn't long compared to 30 years, but yeah. it can feel long. I think, especially when women are so conditioned to seeing quick results. And like you said, it's not always linear. You'll go up and so, I mean, obviously your pro- progress is overall going up but there were the dips and the plateaus and the little little backward steps but just really sticking it out you know you've really stuck it out now it's paying dividends you know you've just invested in your I guess health bank for so long and now you can actually train and and train harder it's it's just life now when you start it feels really hard it feels like a lot of work when you start to change the little things you've got to do to set yourself up for success you know like you're, you're tracking and entering all your recipes and you feel like all you're ever doing is thinking about food and thinking about all this stuff that you have to do but it it gets easier you just have to go okay I'm going to invest you know you've got I, I reckon you've got to say put your setup you know in three months at a minimum just to get processes in place and for you to adapt and change those little habits. A lot of us who come in have got family to start getting family, seeing it as well. Um, My family now eat the way I eat as well. Mm -hmm. I pretty much just cook. I don't cook separate meals and I did that very early on in the piece. I I cook what what I'm going to eat, they eat. I don't cook a separate meal at night. Mm Do you like feel like it's been worth it? The time oh, yeah. and effort you've put in? I don't reckon I'll ever leave the program. <laughs> you can stay forever. We love you. <laughs> You're awesome. It, it has been so worth it because now it's easy, it's normal. But in addition to that, I have the energy. I'm healthy. I'm happy. Uh, I'm getting the body that I want. So, all those things that come with it too, as well as it's easy now. It does, it's not always hard work to be healthy and to have your energy. It feels like that in the beginning, but you will get to a point, if you can just do that bit, you'll get to a point where you have all the healthy and the happy, but it's easy too. Mm. And how, you know, like obviously in our program, we're big on the tracking and gathering data, especially in the beginning, because it helps you, like you say, like so many women go, oh, I'm eating enough, Kitty, I'm eating enough, but then you put it into you know, my fitness pal or chronometer yeah. and you're like, they're like, whoa, you know, or then I'm binge eating on the weekend or, you know, I think it really, it keeps you, you honest how you seem to be good at it now. Like it's easy. Yeah. Um, so I used to, in the beginning, it was very much, um, I'd have everything plugged in for the entire week, mm. but because I've been doing it for so long now, um, I still sit down and I do my weekly planning and my weekly prep and all the rest of it, but it really is just a cut and paste and you make your little adjustments um, and you start, and if life happens, so in the of beginning course. you try and keep yourself a little bit protected, you try not to go out too much and it's kind of one of those things you've got to do to get yourself set up and in a strong place. But once you have that foundation, you could be going along your day and you get a phone call of, hey, do you want to come out and do this or do that? So I've either got prep in the fridge and I pick it up and take it with me or I know what I need to do to adjust to try and keep my day in control anyway. Mm. Um, 
And obviously now you can go out and eat and make good food choices. So the other morning um, I'd just gotten up. We were having a bit of a lazy morning, hadn't quite had breakfast yet, and my partner says to me, oh, you know, Adam's just said, do we want to go and meet and have brunch? First thing he says to me is, you can just have a coffee if you want. You don't have to eat because he's mindful of um, I'm being super strict at the moment because I have some mini goals that I want to get, so mm. I'm being very, very focused. Mm. Um, but I was like, oh, actually, you know what? If I just change this, this and this, I can actually come and have brunch with you. I'll mm. just amend this and I won't have this today. I knew where we were going. I knew that I could have eggs. I knew that they had sourdough. I'll have mm. a glass of orange juice with it. There's my there's my lunch. Mm. And it all fitted in those macros. But you 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 instinctively start knowing, oh, well, if I've had a glass of milk there but I'm low on my carbs, I'll just swap that for an orange juice because mm. that will up my carbs. You just, you you do it for so long that you start, it becomes easy to make those changes. Mm. Yeah, I think too, like you made a good point. It's like it depends on your goals. You know, like some, like you say, you haven't always, like at the moment you've got some more um, specific goals that you're trying to work towards. So you're sort yeah. of sticking to that plan hitting that 2,400 calories religiously. Um, But, you know, not everyone's like that, you know, you can, I think that's the great thing about it is you, you can, you can do what you want. You can, you 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 know. And I I went through a a period of time there where um, I was in a bit of rehab because I'd I'd had a back injury and Jake was helping me out with, you know, my form and my rehab and everything. And it was more important just to get that technique right, not necessarily building the strength or thinking about body fat or anything like that. So as long as my nutrition was good and supporting that, mm. I if I had to come across the breakfast thing, I wouldn't maybe have been as strict and plugged mm. in. I would have still known, yeah, I can go out and have eggs and I'll probably drop that and I'll be all right. So it might not have been 100% on point, mm. but that was that my point in time. I was still you know, tracking and and keeping good, but it was fairly loose. Now I actually have some real specific things that I want to meet and I'm getting really, really strict with it. So I can Mm. make whatever I want. Mm. What's my goal? What's my end goal? But it doesn't matter whether I'm super strict or close enough. You can't quite just, you know, go off and eat whatever you want. There is donuts every morning for breakfast. Yeah, Yeah. there's accountability there. But um depending on what I want, but I can't expect to not follow it and get those strict results that I want. But I make it what I want and what's important to me and what's fitting my lifestyle right now. Isn't it great though, like you talk about, I've got these body composition goals, but you're eating 2,400 calories. Like so many women would listen to that and go, what? She's eating 2,400. Like it's just so good. It's so good. I love it when women I, I are fueling their body. I couldn't do without that food. I don't know. I, I honestly, I look at these these women that do the the fitness models that are down to there, oh, I'm on 1,600 calories and I'm prepping for a pump and all this, and I just go, how do you lift weight without that? I, I'm a hangry person, mind you. Don't feed me and I do get hangry. I, I just can't comprehend how they can actually lift enough weight to change their body without that fuel. Well, they suffer. They suffer in other ways. Oh, I've been there too. I, I oh, couldn't do it either now. Oh, God, it's the worst. No, who wants to do that? No, I don't like pain. Oh, no, me neither. I don't like being hungry. I'll eat instead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's just, and I think that's where a lot of women fall down is that they can't be consistent, so they have to resort to drastic, and you just don't have to do it. Like I see it, like you're a perfect example of it. It's like you can see those changes if you are consistent, consistent with balancing your blood sugar, hitting those 
macro yeah. targets, eating the right foods, but consistency, like it really is key. And the women that can really do that consistently, we can push their calories higher and higher and higher and reach their goals, like health and body composition goals, you know, and yeah. it just, I think you have to, ask, if you're, you're a woman listening to this, it's like, again, I feel, I just want to put this out there that there's no right or wrong, you know, like there is no, if you're a woman who just wants to be, you know, not track and, you know, be a bit looser with it and you gain a fair bit of body fat, that's okay too. Like that might yeah. be the path that you need to go on, but you need to accept that, I think. Yes. I think that's where women come undone, you know, like they they don't want to be specific. They don't want to track, but then they get so upset when they gain a shit ton of body fat, you know. But, again, there's no right or wrong. It's about accepting whatever path you choose. You do just need to understand mm. if you're loose, you're not going to get real specific goals. Yeah. You want specific goals, you be specific in your tracking and everything. Yeah. So you can make it about whatever you want in life, as like mm. you say, as long as you accept the way you do it, that will be the result and that's okay as mm. long as, you know, you're healthy and it's supporting where you are in life. Mm. And your body will tell you if you've got it right or not because you won't feel good. And, um, and I think I said it to you earlier on, sometimes we don't realise how bad we are until we feel good. Mm. And I think I was potentially one of those people that because I didn't come looking to you because I was so desperate with how bad I felt, but it wasn't until I actually got on the nutrition and did that that I realised how bad I actually was. You get mm. you go through life and you get told, well, I grew up with my endometriosis. Like I said at the beginning, my mum just said to me, oh, well, you know, you take after me and that's my lot and now that's yours. So you kind of just accept that that's the norm and now I've found a different norm that's so much better. Mm. And I, I, I could never go back to what it was. Yeah, I know. I'm the same. So just to finish off then, you know, what, what's, what's your top three pieces of advice for a woman, say, that's you two years ago, <laughs> if they've got all these issues, same issues, what advice would you give them? Um, trust that the answer doesn't have to be as complex as you think. It really is as simple as give you give your body nutrition and it will function. Mm. Um, consistency. Do not underestimate consistency at all. Mm. Um, and what have you got to lose? Has anything else worked? Mm. Yeah. Um, just yeah, just give it a go. It really it really does work. And just give it time. Mm. Good advice, Lou. Good advice. Mm. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I think um, hoping that, you know, if a woman's listening to this, she'll get something out of it and, you know, keep persisting, obviously, and play the long game because you're right and be consistent because, you know, we crap on about that all the time. Oh, fuck you. You probably hear it, sick of hearing you say, got to be consistent. <laughs> That's so true, though. It really is an, an underestimated piece of the puzzle. Be consistent. At the same time, it really is that simple. Yeah, I know. It is interesting, actually. Like, I look at some of our longer-term clients like you, even ones that have been in the program longer than you, like, you know, Jane and Margie both had, like, arthritic autoimmune conditions, mm. which are now in remission, and they're off all That's their medication. Awesome. And they were like you. They came in and they've just done all the basics, super consistently, lowered stress, yep. really consistent with their nutrition, eating plenty of calories, liver, oysters, carrot salad, you know, 
some of the basic supplements that we recommend, you know, like aspirin and they've taken Progest-D and vitamin K and, um, you know, and they've seen incredible improvements. And, and, and it is as simple as give your body the right food and it will function properly. And that's exactly what they've done. They've done all those basics to give their body mm. what they need to and, and fantastic results for them. Mm-mm, so good. It still even to this day amazes me. Like I just find it so incredible, just the yeah. power of the nutrition and the lifestyle changes, you know, like really I think to a lot of women, I don't know, maybe if you can comment on this as well, the whole lowering stress and saying no and just taking rest days when you need it. I think that's really important as well. Um, and I think we're, we're, we're trained to think that the answers are so much more complex and that it's got to be hard and it's got to be hard work and you've got to really work hard. It doesn't have to be. It can be as simple. It is simple. Mm. Mm. So good. It doesn't make it sound as sexy though when you don't have this, you know, plan behind it, does it? <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't. Oh, so funny. Well, thank you so much, Sue. I really, um, really appreciate you coming on. And I, I, you know, hope that women um, get a lot out of this. Yeah, I hope so too. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.